Greetings, future lovers. This is Killstreak, episode 59, in which we rank and wrap up the Alien series. Boy, howdy. What a series it's been. I've had a great time watching these movies. I don't know about you. And by you, I mean Michael Price, my co-host. I'm Eric Goslin. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, Eric Goslin. Uh, <laughs> good to have you. Um, I'm going to try to talk faster this episode. I got some notes last week that I talked a little too slow. Uh, so I'm just, from me or from other people? Well, I mean, it was uh, you and other people, but also, I mean, the notes were also from from reality. The reality of editing our podcast and realizing oh, that, sure. that when I... Well, I don't want you to have to talk faster. I want you to talk at your comfortable normal pace well but uh you know it's a podcasting world the alternative is you could talk slower and then our <laughs> listeners could play us at 1.25 speed oh wow yeah that's what we need to do is <laughs> <laughs> yeah take more time yeah. whenever we record it's like you know because we talk before mm-hmm. you know we take break we take a yeah. break yep. talk in between and it ends up being like a four-hour time commitment <laughs> <laughs> this one's gonna be good i think we're gonna be boom bang in and out in an hour 45 I think, <laughs> I mean, like, maybe, yeah. All told, I think that we're going to get you off the computer by 9.45 Pacific time tonight. Okay, we'll see. We'll see about that. We will see. I'm, I'm in no rush tonight, man. I'm, uh, Me neither. Feeling good. Um, I guess, uh, you want to, should we just get into it? Do you want any, uh, any sort of watch diary you've been, oh, uh, wait, watch diary? Watch diary, yeah. Any sort of, uh. What have you been watching? We got one friend who keeps a watch diary, I bet. Uh, what's up, Craig? <laughs> hey, Craig. <laughs> um, I think, uh, have I watched anything cool? Yeah, I mean, everything I've watched has been for other podcasts, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, I haven't really yeah. watched uh, anything. Definitely nothing really horror-related. Although, mm. you know what? I did start watching... Um, okay, so I watched... Uh, Based because we love the the podcast, the mm-hmm. Action Boys, we're yep. very open about we're, that. We're big fans. Uh, they did Silent Rage, yeah. so that's a Chuck Norris movie. That's like sort of a yeah. I watched Chuck Norris I watched it two nights ago. <laughs> it's a weird. It's a pretty funny movie. Um, and it's sort of like a mix between Halloween and Terminator. Yeah, it does overlap with the horror genre. There's a, there's a legitimate mad scientist in it. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and so from that. I found there is a filmmaker in Arkansas okay. named, um, oh, Jesus Christ, I, I went to quickly look this up, named, like, I think it's David Spies okay. or something Spies, um, and he has a couple movies on Amazon, and all of his movies are made for, like, $1,500 and shot on really, really shitty video, Okay, but he's made, like, 10 movies, and he's made three sequels, he's made a remake and three se- and two sequels to silent rage what <laughs> yeah so, um wow that's wild i mean I, I it was a movie i had never heard of until i watched it. it's chuck norris for those who don't know but it's like not a chuck norris martial arts movie it's like a weird genre mashup where he plays a chuck norrisy character it's like a yeah like a sheriff but uh yeah well, i don't want to bore people too much with silent rage talk but Okay, no, but hold on. I want to get into uh, this guy. Oh, so he made a movie called Indestructible. Okay. Um. Oh God, I'm. I want to know what his fucking name is. Uh, and it's gonna be boring to have silence of me looking up 
indestructible, but I'm doing it and I'm making it interesting because I'm a fucking professional. <laughs> Here it is. I'm wrapped um, <laughs> with attention. Matt Spies. Matt Spies. I started watching one of his movies and I am fascinated. Okay. Because he's made so many of these movies and he just has like, okay, the most fascinating thing to me, I started watching, um, it was, uh, it's like a weird title, not a weird title, just a kind of a mouthful of a title. So okay. It's, um, do you need me to vamp some more? <laughs> the night, then the night comes. Okay. And it's on Amazon prime. What I've watched is not good, Okay, but I'm so fascinated. I've only watched like 30 minutes of it. I got to finish it. Um, just cause like you see into these, like obviously these real houses, I mean, uh, it's like people who look like normal people in movies. You don't really see normal looking people sure. or like, especially like trashy, normal, normal mm-hmm. looking people. Yeah, Nothing yeah. against like the people of Arkansas. We love trashy people here on, on wrapped into his movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like everybody has like wood paneling. Okay. And like clear, like, Oh, that guy just probably works at a car dealership or something, but he's like acting as like the heavy in this movie. It's so fascinating. So I'm going to, Probably dive a little bit deeper into some of his I, oeuvre. I why don't you pick out pick out like the uh the platonic Matt Spies movie for me, and I'll oh, well, I'll give it a watch. Okay, yeah, I'll let you. After I'll let you, you know. see a few. You yeah yeah because I I mean that's just kind of an interest of mine is mm. these like weirdo fringe directors who are just like he he reminds me of like a Mark Borchardt. I was just thinking name? about yeah, Coven. Yeah, it just it really seems like he somebody should make it. Maybe it's probably me because mm-hmm. I work in the documentary field. <laughs> should make like American movie two about this dude. Do it, man. Well, obviously not calling it American movie two. Yeah. Any whoosies. Uh, uh, the, the only other thing I was thinking of when you ask about watch diaries or media diet. Um, that's a. That's the phrase I was trying to think of. Yeah, that's the one most people use. But I think Watch Diary is a better way to go. Um, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. I know I talked to you about it off the podcast, but I did watch Chernobyl way behind the time. So I watch everything two years after it comes out. Um, Not something that you would immediately think of as having anything to do with a horror podcast. But I finished watching the first episode, and I texted Eric, and I was like, hey, have you seen this? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I think the first episode of this is like horror. That's like the is, genre yeah. that it is. Yeah. It certainly feels that way. It's almost like like the stand or something. Like mm-hmm. that sca- that kind of horror. It's terrifying. Uh, it's tension it building. Is. It's like there's mm-hmm. a lot of dread and doom and it's like I mean, it's a really well done series and you know, you guys might not be surprised to hear I did a little research after I watched it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, obviously, I mean it takes some creative liberties. Uh, with the true story of Chernobyl. Nothing, like, really massive, but it definitely, you know, fudges a couple things. Probably some, like, characters who are combined. Sure, stuff like that. A little exaggeration here and there, but it is, wow, so compelling. Very watchable. I mean, everybody said it was great. I knew it was supposed to be great. People won Emmys for it, rightfully so. It's. I need to finish it. I'm fucking crazy, guys. (laughs) So I, I just watched every episode except for the last episode. Yeah. And there's no reason why I stopped. I did the same thing. I'm now going to finish Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Because I started that and never finished it. I, I have to finish The Boys Season 2, which I like. It's just, I don't know what happens with me, but I kind of just forget I'm watching something sure. and then I never go back to it. If it makes you feel better, it took me more than two years to f- to watch all the episodes of Evangelion. Because um, it okay. was just a show that like I enjoyed, but definitely didn't like 
propel me forward. And in fact, I found that I had to pay yeah. a lot of attention to it. Um, exactly. And it's like, it's you, you just the, the pacing of it. You have to pay attention. Yeah. And also the subtitles like you can't like look at your phone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so I was like a big, yeah. <laughs> I restarted for me. so many episodes of that. Cause I would just like get stoned, look at my phone and be like, whoop, I missed five minutes of the show. Gotta go back again. Yeah. Um, so I think I might actually finish that tonight. Cool. We'll you should watch that. There's that episode halfway through that's like a recap of the first 15 episodes. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, you should, should watch that, that one and then watch the end. Yeah, and then I still have to watch End of Evangelion. Um, yeah. Which my friend Dave Dave Jetty, fellow podcaster, go figure, uh, more of my white male friends are podcasters. <laughs> um, but he says is the best piece of art ever made. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. End of Evangelion is his favorite thing. That, I think Evangelion is fuck is really cool. It it's is good. really yeah. really interesting. It's not what you think it is if yeah. you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's gonna get real weird for you to finish the last couple episodes of the show. But I want yeah. I saw, well, I, I saw the second to last episode. Okay, and I feel like that's the format of the last episode as well. Yeah, it's gonna if be, that makes sense. Yeah, it's some people. My understanding, pretty unsatisfied by the way the show ended. Um, yeah that's what i hear but then apparently end of evangelion is amazing so you've got that to look forward to um but anyways let's transition to talking about the alien franchise but before Mm -hmm. we move into the meat of today's episode which is going to be uh handing out our superlatives which is always a lot of fun and then ranking canonically the alien movies we have a listener email we'd like to read Mm. yeah we have a tweet as well we have a tweet you want to read the tweet first yeah, I'll read the tweet. Um, let me uh, open it up on this old here phone. Um, we have a tweet, folks. We have a tweet. <laughs> okay, this comes from at uh, Lowen Grimm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, since you finished a sci-fi horror, why not do a one-shot follow-up with Event Horizon? It has absolutely nothing to do with me wanting to hear you guys talk about one of my favorite sci-fi horrors. <laughs> Just didn't want you guys to burn yourselves out starting another series. Face. Well, um, that's, that's really nice. And thanks for mm-hmm. thanks for listening. Low and grim. Yeah. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, tell us how we can be better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, yeah. What do you think about uh, that? So this is something we've talked about, like, how can we do more of these one-offs? Because it's stuff that we do want to cover. Of course. Um, And I think, barring if we were to get, like, somehow we're to get a bunch more listeners who would pay for content, maybe that would be like a Patreon level. Yeah, like a next, the next level up, uh, you know, a monthly or a weekly, probably a monthly, a monthly extra episode. Or bi-weekly. I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So, um. I guess our thing is probably to do uh, commentary episodes, yeah, which kind of are more just you just sit down and watch the movie and talk over it with a guest. Um, we've done those in the past during John Carpenter November, October, uh, no October, <laughs> <laughs> the month of Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and those are a lot of fun. So um, yeah, we definitely you know there we. Look forward to those. We will be doing more of those. They're fun, and also, I mean, you've probably maybe heard this from other podcasts, but the inside baseball of it, too, is that those live commentaries are actually much easier for us to do. Yeah. Um, because when we do these official episodes, uh, I mean, like I talked about a little bit the last two, I ended up watching 
those movies twice. Eric has to like sit and watch a movie for three, three and a half hours, sometimes taking notes. I probably spend an equivalent amount of extra time, you know, hours researching stuff. So the live ones yeah. are a breeze. And especially if you got to wrangle a guest into it, we're just going to sit down and go. And then when it's done, it's done. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So there you go. We're, we're going to experiment with some more forms too, probably coming up. But, yeah. Yeah. But as of of right now, we're not getting burned out, baby. We love these series. We do. We do. And it helps when we do series like this one to keep the flames lit, keep the fire alive. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Event Horizon, it's on the horizon. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Also, that I I think that was probably spurred maybe in part by that Twitter controversy that uh, that happened yesterday yeah, yeah where um we debated about giving even giving her the exposure that she so clearly yeah. wants you know i actually don't even remember her remember her name no but, me neither uh, a, a, a film twitter writer um asked is alien a horror movie and then somebody said yes and they're like well my argument is horror cannot be in space set in space and I don't know. There's really, I don't have much to say other than yes, it can. (laughs) Yeah. The internet collectively groaned and was like, what a, what a conspicuously hot take you have there. Uh, It's almost like it's uh, engineered by a deranged Android to, uh, (laughs) to evolve more engagement. Yeah, exactly. To, to become a perfect killing machine of Twitter engagement. But anyways, that's stupid and you're wrong and that's all that's the official kill streak position on that's that. our that's our position yeah uh so what's this email you're spe- you speak of? cool so we've got an email from matt friend of the podcast friend of myself um he writes us hey mike and eric oh and also i will say the the title the the thoughtfully composed title of this email is alien colon origin Hey, Mike and Eric. On your alien wrap-up episode, I'd love to hear you talk a bit about the hot-button issue of the Xenomorph origin. Many people hate Alien Covenant for the chief reason that David created the alien, but I'm not sure there's enough evidence to support that he is responsible for the original alien life cycle. In Prometheus, when exploring the engineer structure, we're given a glimpse of a very Giger-esque mural that shows what appears to be an alien queen or a xenomorph emerging mm-hmm. from the black goo. Could also be a deacon, i.e. what we see at the end of Prometheus, but it does seem to have a shell above its head. The mural also shows conventional facehuggers, again suggesting a queen. Uh, he found a dissected image online that he is attaching to this email, which we have looked at. Uh, I'll pause here to say, looking at this image... I will concede that there appear to be facehuggers and some sort of xenomorph. I think that you could make the argument that there's something that looks kind of like a queen, but I don't think we could really confirm or deny that. It could also just be sort of decorative and artistic statement. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I could see the argument either way, mm-hmm. um, but my, my uh, f- you know, first... Knee jerk reaction to it is that it's not a queen. It looks, it does look more like decorative. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, then I see the comparison photo. Uh, it definitely does look like a xenomorph, and it definitely does look like face huggers on the side. Yeah. And I think this is a great point that I kind of just didn't think about when sure. we were recording that episode. Sure. We'll attach, we'll, we'll send this email on our Twitter for anybody else who wants to look at it. Uh-huh. Um, well, let's continue with, with Matt's email, and then we can get into the real nitty-gritty of this question. Uh, he says, ultimately, I don't think it matters which type of alien. What matters is the engineers were already aware of the bloodthirsty monster that can result from mixing the mutagen with human or humanoid DNA. Isn't it possible that the engineers did a lot of the same mixing and matching eons before David did? Mm-hmm. Also, who says the engineers created the black goo? They could have found it somewhere and idiotically tried to harness it for themselves, much like how humans would later, in the original films, try to catch yep. xenomorphs to use for their own bioweapons division. And isn't it possible the black goo was create- wasn't created at all and is still firmly of unknown origins, i.e. still profoundly frightening? Yeah. Some theorize that perhaps Prometheus was going one direction with the alien backstory, then Covenant pivoted. But also, that doesn't matter, because Prometheus is still canon and there's no plot hole created by the events of Covenant. Perhaps David will be to blame for the infestation of LV-426, but if Prometheus exists, David did not invent the xenomorph, he invented a xenomorph. A. Mm-hmm. So everyone can calm down. You guys are great. Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh yeah, you bring up great points that I just didn't really in the th- in the heat of the moment didn't really consider that David did not create all of xenomorph morphdom. Sure. Just just the specific ones that end up in Alien. Yeah. Um and I will say that considering the 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 thoughts and and what it would seem to be Matt's opinion here which I, I'm not inclined to disagree with. You know, David, we joked about how he had this perfect little face hugger in a little glass container, and it kind of strains credulity a little bit. Um, uh-huh. And I think following that thread, like, yeah, I mean, he didn't have a like a biology lab uh, for, you know, all of his experimentation. He's just kind of fucking around, right? Just sort of yeah. trying stuff out and... I think that, you know, perhaps there are some plot holes to a certain degree in the respect that that planet seems to be barren of all life, and yet he's somehow finding a way to continually experiment with alien life, Um, which, you know, I guess if we want to be generous, that's what happened to all the creatures They on the planet. They didn't all die out immediately. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that there's compelling evidence to suggest that like this may be uh, what what the life cycle of this stuff uh, wants to do anyways. It's the direction that it maybe perhaps moves in. And uh-huh. yeah, he's assisting it and maybe the way we can divert the flow of water perhaps, but at the end of the day, it's always going to go downhill, right? Yeah, beautifully said. Thank you. Uh, uh, and they are the engineers, after all. Which yeah. Do, I mean, they engineered humanity in a mm-hmm. way. And, and uh, yeah, certainly they could have been experimenting. I mean, you have to assume they've been experimenting yeah. with this stuff. It's not David who's the first to do this. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely and, and a thoughtful, thoughtful question. Absolutely. And, email. And the other idea that he threw out there that I just thought was very cool that I hadn't really considered is that idea that the engineers 
are maybe just dicking around with this stuff just like the humans are trying to dick around with the aliens. They don't really know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, exactly. In uh, much in the same way how in in Chernobyl, they Mm -hmm. were trying to harness the power of nuclear energy and it all went awry. That's right. Yeah. I thoughtfully tied all up in a bow. Good job, dude. You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay. Want so, to get to some superlatives? Let's do it. Let's talk about the Alien franchise. Um, yeah. So normally when we start this off, we do just the briefest of brief rundowns of the series. And I got that out written out here, baby. All right. Fantastic. Why don't you lay us on us on it? on Lay, lay it on us. Eric. Oh, I will. <laughs> Lay it out well on the said. table. <laughs> okay, first up, we got Alien from 1979, director Ridley Scott, uh, starring Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, Ian Holm, John Hurt, Harry Dean Stanton, Yafet Kodo, may he rest in peace. Uh, after answering a distress call did on a hellish planet. Did you say Veronica planet, Cart, right? I did not. Okay, I mean, she's like the last person left, so I feel like we should just shout her out, too. Okay. I, I I foresaw. I was like, "How deep should I go in this cast?" Because I know Mike's gonna be like, "What? What didn't you?" If you had, if you had just gone halfway, I wouldn't have said anything. But I think you literally <laughs> named every name Everybody cast but member her. but Veronica Carter. And I was like, ah, "Let's do it just to be safe." Uh, also, rest in peace, Ian Holm. Also dead. Um, so did he die? He died last year. Yeah, I think he died right at the beginning of the pandemic. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Not of COVID, but uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. Recent, oh, wow. recent death. Very sad. Yeah, he died in June uh, of last year. Oh, shit. I don't remember that. All right. After answering a distress call on a hellish planet, the crew of the Nostromo is terrorized by a lone xenomorph until only Ripley and Jones the Cat remains. And then we got Alien. I'm sorry, we have Aliens, Aliens. 1986, mm-hmm. director James Cameron this time, Sigourney Weaver, Paul Reiser, Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton, Michael Bean, amongst others. Uh, after the events of the first film, Ripley spends 57 years drifting through space in hypersleep, only to be discovered by the Weyland yutani Corporation and enlisted to help accompany a group of space marines to save gr- a group of colonists on LV-426. Uh, aliens, no, jeez, <laughs> Alien Three, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nineteen ninety-two. Director David Fincher once again. Sigourney Weaver, uh, Charles S. Dutton, Charles Dancer, Lance Henriksen, amongst others. Um, nice. The Sulaco from from Part Two crash lands on Fury One Six One, killing Newt and Hicks and leaving Ripley on a semi-abandoned, lice-ridden prison colony filled with rapists and murderers, and once again, a single xenomorph they named the Dragon. We have Alien Resurrection from 1997, director Jean-Pierre Junet, Sigourney Weaver again, final, uh, at least for now, her yep. final uh, appearance. Winona Ryder, Ron Perlman, Dan Hedaya, Brad Dorf, amongst others. Ripley is resurrected in order to recreate the xenomorph baby inside of her. Um, the mercenary crew of the Betty gets entangled into the action as xenomorphs run havoc on a military research vessel. Mm-hmm. And then Ridley Scott returns for Prometheus in 2012. Numi uh, Rapaz, Idris Elba, Logan Marshall Green, Michael Fassbender, Guy Pierce, a whole fuckload of A-list actors in this movie. Yeah. 
uh, I didn't say Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Um, humanity is created by the engineers, and the crew of the Prometheus follows ancient cave drawings to a distant planet and discovers a temple filled with black goo that mutates everything it touches. It, and if and if by some weird weird chance you are joining us for the first time to talk about to to hear us talk about all of these movies and you've not seen Prometheus and are not aware of what it is this is a prequel so this uh chronologically ah, yes, takes us back to the earliest period of time in the alien franchise yes and then following that uh a sequel to Prometheus a prequel to Alien we have Alien Covenant once again by Ridley Hi. Scott Came out in 2017. You okay? With yeah, it? everything's fine. It's fine. I just uh, kicked my desk. My toe hurts like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Crudup, Catherine Waterston, uh, Danny McBride, Michael Fassbender. Uh, a deep, a mid-space disaster forces the crew of the colonization ship, the Covenant, to explore a nearby uh, habitable planet, which happens to be the engineer's home planet. On it, they find the Maroon David, the android from Prometheus, who has been busying himself with genetic experiments, giving rise to the xenomorphs we all know and love. Although, maybe not, according to that email. <laughs> so there we have it. Those are the six movies we are talking about. Yeah. Okay, our superlatives. Uh, which category would you like to tackle first you want me to start wow um okay uh, uh mm, 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 mm. what a list we have what a list indeed uh let's start with something real down the middle like uh we'll kind of do because isn't what does the oscars do don't they do one big category right out of the gate and then they yeah do... they do best supporting usually yeah let's do best xenomorph variant uh, okay let's start with a big one um, well, top three xenomorphs we actually ended yes. up uh, deciding to call this category. Yeah, it was too competitive. Uh, we couldn't, yeah, yeah. We couldn't just settle on one. Um, couldn't just settle on one. So this is our individual top three lists of the xenomorph variants. Each new successive movie has introduced a new type of xenomorph. Yeah. Uh, and these are our personal top threes. Now, just to clarify something here, I interpreted this as... No face huggers. Is, yes, did you? I yeah. Okay. No which, face huggers. Which I just want to say, fake face huggers rule. They might be my favorite of everything. So they also, yeah. I mean, they're fucking creepy as yeah. shit. If I was they're allowed scared. to use face huggers, I would maybe put face huggers number one. But I can't. I've been boxed in. I've had my rights taken away from me. <laughs> Ugh, excuse me. Forced yeah. to wear a mask. That's right. Um. <laughs> So I'll play your little game. Uh, okay. <laughs> Eric, who's your uh, number three? Your bronze three, medal I sh- winner. I struggled with this one. Sure. Uh, I had to look at all of the designs of mm-hmm. the Xenomorph variants. Um, and what I ended up coming to was a little bit of a surprise to myself. Okay. Uh, and it is the newborn from Alien Resurrection. Wow. Um, it's okay. a more of a fleshy design. It has like mm-hmm. human features, kind of a hollow skull skull nose. Yeah. With, uh, also a little bit of an upturned nose and somehow mm-hmm. in the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> upturned skull nose. That all checks out. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he'd be uh, a distant cousin of Skeletor from Masters of the Universe. Yeah. That's a great call. This like, like deformed Skeletor. Yeah. Uh, but they are 
pretty creepy. It's, it's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty creepy, ineffective too. It yes. shoots someone's face right off. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that's a great pick. It's an inspired pick. Mine equally perhaps unpredictable, but you know me, I like to to keep people on their toes. Um, I did a lot of soul searching on this one, and I decided that in my mind, the best sort of fastball down the middle portrayal of xenomorphs in the whole of the franchise, which earned it my number three spot because I think that there are more interesting things that led to my two and one. Uh, but to me, it's like, who just did Xenomorphs the best? This is going to sound crazy. I'm also going with Alien Resurrection. And I'm oh. going with the straight Xenomorphs. In, oh, interesting. Because I think that there is, um, like, especially in these sequences with Brad Dourif sort of, like, torturing them and... Uh-huh. Um, all of the practical xenomorphs we get in this movie, the non-CG ones, I think it's just kind of the culmination of like, you know, 15 plus years of alien design, but mm-hmm. before the series makes the switch to CG, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the last time we have largely practical aliens. Um, and then there is some CG stuff, but I'm going to say the underwater stuff works really well for me. And I like the way they swim underwater. I think it actually legitimately looks pretty cool and pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Um, and they kind of use their tails like alligators, you know, or crocodiles. And it's all in all, I was just like, you know what? Like I'm thinking about that, you know, uh, that classic xenomorph head and the teeth and the saliva and the extra mouth and all that. Just like your 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 good old xenomorph. And I'm like, the one that I think looks maybe the best. That's the one. Alien Resurrection. So okay. call, call me crazy. Uh, I will not call you crazy, but I'll call you. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. My number two. Um. So uh, my number one and number two are kind of neck and neck, and I mm-hmm. think probably have, you might have a similar situation. I'm we'll not sure. see. We'll find out. Um, it is one that left a big impression on me ever since a wee lad, mm-hmm. uh, and it is, you know, it might be the first actual variant of a xenomorph. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the queen from yeah, Aliens. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It is a really terrifying creature. Yes. Um, the head design, mm-hmm. the spidery legs, that yeah. disgusting egg sac. Mm-hmm. It is just such a great reveal in the movie. Um, and it was, you know, I've brought up several times the Kenner. Um, the toys. The Kenner yeah. uh, toys. And I yeah. think that was one of them. And that was like one of my favorite ones. It looks mm-hmm. fucking sweet. Uh, James Cameron, I think, really knocked it out of the park with this. Uh, like, how do you how do you improve? On a xenomorph, you get an alien queen, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he, he heightened that scene for sure. Yeah, it's it's classic heightening. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love it. Um, my number two is a little bit of a classic pick. It's a little bit of the oh, it just sounds better on vinyl kind of vibes. But I gotta go <laughs> with the OG xenomorph from Ridley Scott's Alien. Um, mm-hmm. it's definitely a guy in a suit, but he knows that they know that and they shoot it exactly the way they need to, to never make it seem too much like a guy in a suit. Mm -hmm. It's 
It's dark. They use select camera angles. There's nice use of smoke and fog and all that stuff. And it's just fucking creepy, you know? And I think that there is something um, to me that feels like the way the alien should be, there's like a lot of unfurling from things and like unfolding of limbs. And it's just like, you know, Cameron, love, love, love what he did with the queen. But you look at the xenomorphs in Aliens and I'm like, you know, you make those guys move around too much and you kind of you really do. You break the illusion a little bit. Yeah, you see a little bit of the rubber suit aspect of it. Yeah. And for that reason, I think that this is a more successful. So spoiler, Aliens, Xenomorphs, not my number one. But yeah, that's my number two. Okay, well. My number one, um, I don't want to repeat everything you just said, mm. but it is the OG alien from Alien. Uh-huh. Um, my my reasoning is you really can't improve much on perfection. It is yeah. such a fucking classic, great monster design. Yeah, like it's it's almost flawless. And yes, sometimes it does look like a guy in a suit. I'm fine with that. I like sure. having the physical, you know, him take up physical space. Yeah. In an actual room, um, yeah, it's it's fucking one. You know, it's one of the most classic horror movies of all time. What more can I say that you haven't already said? Right, we're not I don't gonna want to drag it. We're not going to say yeah, anything we're... else about the movie Alien today. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 go right. on forever. Why not? <laughs> so for me, my number one pick: OG Alien cool. from Aliens. Well, just like you might have guessed, Eric, we just went swapsies on this one. Ah, uh, my number one is the Queen. Uh, for all of the reasons that you mentioned, I do want to say that I think I would like to be specific that the queen in her sort of nest area is what is impactful to me. Once she detaches from the egg sac and becomes more mobile, again, I think he loses something when he makes them move around too much and they seem a little fakey, you know? Yeah. But that, that classic shot... Uh, where Ridley's got Newt on her hip and she's holding the flamethrower and she comes upon the queen and they do it with rear projection. So it's like there's something about rear projection shots when done well that also like I really like and just like seeing the massive scale of it is truly shocking after two almost whole movies of being used to just like, well, this is what a xenomorph looks like and moves like. And then you come into that room and it's just like, holy shit. In that egg sack, the like the egg, the eggs uh-huh. flopping out of that thing yeah. is so gross. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, cool. So those are our best xenomorph uh, variants. We have a tie for uh, the you know the OG xenomorph and uh, the aliens queen, and that works for me because I really did struggle with which order to put those two in. So yeah, I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy with that. Nice. Okay, so H.R. Giger is the one who designs um, those aliens from the first movie, the Xenomorphs. Um, a big theme in H.R. Giger's work is gross, uncomfortable sexual imagery. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a category uh, specifically dedicated to that. This is the most uncomfortably sexual imagery. Yeah, uh, across a franchise practically stuffed to the gills with them or stuffed to something else. Who knows? Uh, there's a lot of stuffing. There is. There is. <laughs> this is actually a hard one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but I think my pick, I may, may as well just go first. Sure. Uh, yeah. I started talking. 
Um, there is a ton. There's a ton. Yeah. I, I I don't want to call it any honorable mentions until you say sure, your pick. Sure. I don't want to steal your thunder. Mm-hmm. But for me, the thing that always always really stuck with me, burned into my memories since yeah. I saw it, is the veiny pink pulsating interior of a face hugger egg. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Those eggs, when it opens, and it's like that raw chicken breast covered mm-hmm. in white veins, it's sort of pulsating. Yeah. It's vaginal, but also repulsive and really, really gross. <laughs> um, and people always lean their face over to get a better look, which I would <laughs> yeah. never, ever do. These psychos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We should. Yeah. That makes me think we should have had an extra category for just like dumbest character decisions made in the Ridley Scott prequels. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. It's a seven way tie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's a great one. It, do you like? Also, did you have more you wanted to say about him? No, 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 not not really. Just yeah, that gooey opening. Yeah, like, I was gonna say tri- also like the kind of like lips that yeah, open yeah. on the top, and they have like, a gross noise too. It's like <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool, good stuff. <laughs> Our ASMR people just came in their pants. All right. Um. So mine, I'll tell you what. You're almost ne- there's no chance you're gonna spoil mine with any of your honorable mentions because mine is way out of left field. Uh, it's a cheat. Honestly, I'm, I'll I'll say this right now. It's you call me a bastard. This is a cop out answer. It doesn't actually appear in, in any of the movies. It is. Oh, no. It is something that was deleted after uh, screenings and cuts. Um, I But I don't think it even made it into any director's cut uh, because it was too unsettling. But once you've seen it on Google Images, it is impossible to unsee it. Oh. And that is the original design. And not just the design, but the, like, the executed uh, creature that they did try to shoot with for Alien Resurrection's newborn, um, has, in addition to its weird, wrinkly womb, a huge, floppy dick hanging from its belly. Ah. <laughs> uh, so if you, want, if you want to do yourself the whatever the opposite of a favor is, if you Google Alien Resurrection newborn genitals, I think that'll bring it up pretty fast. Okay. Um... And it is horrifying. Um, and yeah, I know that Janae oh, is, yeah. is talked about wanting. He like, Oh, yeah. It's like it's like a dick coming out of a baboon's ass. Yeah, I would say that looks kind of right. Yeah. And it's like there's a lot. It's very pink and almost like reddish. Yeah, like it's oh, really it, has, it straight up has a clitoral hood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's horrifying wow. to look at. Uh, <laughs> it, it just reminds me of i remember hearing once that the people at like facebook like 10 years ago who had to like go through before it was completely done with machine in intelligence to like review images that had been flagged as inappropriate and how they were like getting <laughs> they were like getting ptsd at work from like just looking at stuff yeah but, yeah yeah um I, I think about that and I think about the guys who had to design this thing. Uh, and I'm just like, that would stay with me for my whole life. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah. anyways, that's my pick. Not actually in the movie, but holy fuck. <laughs> uh, my honorable mention actually came from Alien Resurrection, and it's when Ripley disappears into the queen's putty hole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's a... Okay, moving along. Rock and roll. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of good... Um, locations i guess the settings in these movies nothing that you'd really want to spend some time with uh so we have a category that is the worst vacation destination in the alien universe yeah a lot of terrible (laughs) planets you would never want to go to yeah we got some real stinkers here including the uh future version of earth post-apocalyptic yeah yeah it's true one of many great choices i have a suspicion we might have landed on the same one eric i'm uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, who who should go first? Or do you want do you want to do a countdown? Should we go three, two, one, and say it at the same time? <laughs> yeah, it's two, three, two, one. Okay, ready? Yep. Uh, three, three, two, two one, one. Fury, Fury one sixty one. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's topologically, it's a shithole. Yep. Uh, it has like a black ocean. Uh, <laughs> is constantly storming and awful there outside. There gigantic lice. lice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that isn't, doesn't even begin to cover the worst of it. I mean, you think about trying to actually take a vacation there. Yeah. And, you know, the town folk. The town. Yeah. You're surrounded by murderers and rapists and pederasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it also just, I mean, it has just the most depressing sort of mood hanging over all of it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, tr- it's truly horrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is also kind of a slam dunk, but if what would you say if I asked you best vacation destination in the alien universe? Probably um, the, the alien covenant uh, planet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you get rid of those uh, murder spores, yeah, uh, <laughs> just don't step on anything. Yeah, or uh, yeah, and beware of what's in the woods. But yeah, it's like you have harvestable wheat. Sure. Uh, the beautiful streams. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say the Prometheus planet, but there's like those crazy sandstorms. Yeah, yeah, and there's not like a lot of. Oh yeah, and also yeah, you can't the um. Uh, you can't the breathe atmosphere. the air, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the actual boring right answer is probably the Isle of Skye in Scotland. Oh, true. Yeah, I didn't Prometheus. even consider that. Because that doesn't have murder spores. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, Fury 161, what a shithole. Um, all right. Our f- uh, Well, no, we not our final award. What am I saying? Uh, our next special award. Yes, this is a, <laughs> this is, this is a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> And uh, this is named by Mike. I want to give you credit where credit's due. Oh, oh thanks, Eric. Yeah, it is just the... me. Eric had nothing to do with that. <laughs> the Peter North Award for Android Gore. <laughs> yep. Peter North, if you don't know, they call them the decorator. <laughs> the decorator. <laughs> like so, either the painter or the decorator. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look it up. Um, so yeah. this is the best Android Gore. With their milky, milky white blood flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, don't look it up at work or with your kids around. Um, I wonder if we have the same one for this. Uh, well, I have a, I have a true tie, 
So, spoiler, oh, I was going right. to make you go first. That's right. That's so right. that I don't duplicate yours. Because I really, truly couldn't decide. Yeah, it was tough for me, too. But I ended up landing on uh, Lance Hendrickson's bishop being torn apart by the queen and aliens. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say what my other choice was, because I suspect that might be mm-hmm. one of your choices. But it's a, it looks awesome. Um, all of the android gore, they really go for it with, in, yeah. in these movies. Um, and it looks disgusting. The the like milky blood is so gross, and the little mm-hmm. nodules inside of them and tubes. Yeah, and it sprays everywhere when yeah. things go wrong. Um, yeah, and 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 so I'll say, um, you know, my like wasn't. I was thinking of this as an overall gore kind of thing, and I and yeah, I did have that that bishop because it's also kind of a two part thing which three part really if you want to think about it because you've got the shock impalement and the fountain of of jizzy android yeah right but then you get the rent the ripped asunder uh the actual like torn in half moment which is awesome Uh and then you also have him lying on the ground cut in half for a long period of time and we get some really good gut shots and stuff and yeah. yeah Yeah, I think that's a great choice, and it it definitely was one of my two. Um, So the one that I will go with, because I think, you know, there are a lot of elements to what makes a movie work, right? You know, we have the performances of the actors, we have the set design, we have the camera work, we have... Uh, the in the case of things like this, the makeup design. But then, you know, we all, we have things that get forgotten sometimes, right? Like sound. Mm-hmm. Sound design, I think, is really important. Uh, and, you know, we have Oscars for it, but I don't think people give it the credit that that work deserves. So anyways, with all of those thoughts in mind, I will elect Ash's undoing and subsequent revival i think is the important piece here yeah they're like yes and so if you made me pick one it's actually going to be the second half it is it is when they basically plug ash back in mm-hmm. to interrogate him but also getting his head knocked off by yafikoto is dope too yeah um the whole th- the whole sequence is great but like the sounds that he makes, the gurgling, the fucked up way he talks, like you talked about seeing sort of the insides and just like having him and the whole environment kind of covered in this white milky blood. It's just these truly, I think, are some of the goriest scenes in the entire series. I think so. Yeah, that was yeah. that was my um, <clears throat> almost tied for first pick. Wow. We have we are rounding out here. We have a few more categories. But mm-hmm. I think we can probably get get through them quick. And sure. we're going to more uh, earnest, um, best and worst categories. <clears throat> Let's want to start with the big guy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we basically wanted to hand out uh Oscar style best lead, best supporting acting performance. Mm-hmm. Uh. In the series, I can start it off if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll go best supporting. Um, this was this was a tough one because there are a ton of great little roles in. There this really series. are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I, I I gave this a lot of thought, and 
thinking about the uh the performance required of the actor i had to take my hat off and 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 give an acknowledgement to michael fassbender's david which is mm. probably the second most interesting character in my mind created in this universe mm-hmm. um and i'm going to nominate fassbender uh in prometheus because i think you could make the argument that especially with his dual roles one he's almost the lead of alien covenant uh mm-hmm. but also two we talked about not the biggest fan of his walter work um, <laughs> and i think his and i think his david work is honestly a little over the top in covenant but i think in prometheus he plays him just right it is uh a, a, an android with suspicious unknown motives uh, he has a ton of great line deliveries. He's a curious, interesting character. Uh, and I think Fassbender does a really good job with him. Man, we are pretty much in line here. Although I did not select, I almost, he was, he was very, very close for me, uh, okay. for my best supporting actor, but who I ended up selecting for my nominee is a similar role in a different movie which is Ian Holm as Ash in Alien. Mm, and I think okay. for a lot of the same reasons, um, of course, we have to put ourselves in the headspace of the first movie where we don't know that Ash is an android for most of the movie. Sure, yeah, yeah. And we just know there's something up with him. And Ian Holm, I think, does such a great job at being menacing and a little bit off and intimidating. Even though he's a small guy, he doesn't look yeah. physically imposing, but he's... There's something about the way he stands and the way he carries himself that's just so like, I don't know. He he just seems like, oh, if he's not an android, he's a sociopath or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that definitely. And, um, you know, for the man who will later go on to play Bilbo Baggins, I mean, there's kind of <laughs> no, there's no further, you couldn't get yeah. any further than Ash from. Well, from, except uh, that one time that he really wants the ring. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. then the Ash yeah. comes back. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. <laughs> Well, let's do this a little snake draft style because I got to go first with uh, best supporting. So why don't you tell us who is your best leading performance in the whole franchise? And so this is to be clear, it's an individual performance in an individual franchise. Yeah, we have to select movie. the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because otherwise okay. I think you can kind of guess who's who's probably going to be taking home the statue in this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, in. In that regard, I don't think I'm going to surprise anybody. I'm going with Sigourney Weaver in Aliens, specifically Aliens. Uh, And I think that is, she's wonderful in the first movie, but in Aliens is where she really gets to shine. She has a lot more to do, be it all the motherhood stuff with Newt. Mm -hmm. She's an action star. She takes charge and... You believe it the entire time. There's never a moment in Aliens where you're like, "Now I don't think that this yeah. person could handle themselves in this situation." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, you know, this really is the Ripley that cemented the rest of the Ripleys to come. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better, and that is my pick as well. Yes. Um. Yeah, it felt it honestly it kind of feels like a no-brainer to me. Um Yeah. Yeah. Cuz like you said, she's great in Alien. Uh and to be honest, she's great in Alien 3 too, but it's mm-hmm. just Yeah, yeah, she is. She only really gets one note to play in Alien 3. And in Alien, we talked about this. She's she's like a 
Trojan horse like lead. She doesn't even seem like the lead of the movie for the first half. So she right, just doesn't yeah. have nearly as much to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is she created one of the most iconic action heroes <laughs> ever in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, right. Or really like cemented that character. Um, yeah. And uh, for that, we are forever indebted to her. So the flip flop of this, we are going to now do the worst supporting actor in an alien film. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these we have, you know, spoiler. We also have worst lead. Yeah, and these were kind of tough. These were kind of these tough. are harder. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody who, at least, maybe if the character the character might be bad, mm-hmm. but I don't think there are a lot of people who are putting yeah. in bad performances per se. Yeah, there's there are tonal mismatches for the movies. Yes. There are poorly written and sketched characters. There are annoying characters. And yeah, I'm with you that it's like it is hard to look at any of the the actors in these movies and really pin it on the performer and say like, oh, they're just terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I will um, try. <laughs> yeah. You want to kick it off? Yeah. Um I mean, this this is one that certainly falls into that category of hated, hated, hated the character. But I will say that I think a more charismatic, more dynamic actor could have possibly pulled this off. And so my least favorite acting performance in this whole series, and almost certainly my least favorite character, is Prometheus's Dr. Holloway, as portrayed by... Logan Marshall Green, who is America's boring answer to Tom Hardy, uh, <laughs> uh, who has done good work in other movies, and I have truly enjoyed him in other stuff, but he is kind of a cipher type. Like, yeah. he is a guy with not a lot going on, and I think that this is not a role for that kind of actor. Like, we talk about Upgrade as being something that he's good in. And that role almost like calls for that kind of vibe, and this one does not. This one calls for a fiery, dynamic, uh, you know, performer who has mixed feelings about religion and the origins of life, and instead we just get this like guy with a non-specific uh-huh. American accent who just doesn't bring much to the screen. Yeah. Um. So I'll say I am right there with you. That is yeah. also my selection for uh, worst supporting actor. I'll tell you who I did cross out though. Who okay. was close? Um, and I don't know that it's any fault of his own. Is Dan Hedaya from Alien Resurrection? <laughs> he is in a Truly. completely different movie. Truly, yes. <laughs> but it is always a pleasure to see him in something. So He's it's like entertaining. I, exactly. Least. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I wasn't bored when he was on right. screen. <laughs> but with uh whatever he plays in Prometheus, he yeah. is like like nails on a chalkboard in some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's just a poorly written character. Yeah. Um but yeah, you're right. I think like let's say Idris Elba was playing that character, he would have done a better job. And Absolutely. you would have thought you yeah. would have felt for him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you have it. And that brings us to our final award that we're giving out. And it is, I guess, an award. Kind of an award, not really. A demerit. (laughs) Sure. Worst lead in an alien film. This was tough. uh, This was hard, yeah. You know, there aren't a lot of leads, per se, other than Mm -hmm. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. 
So maybe I'm like fudging it a little bit, but my um my pick for this, and I think this is also just a missed cast person, mm-hmm. is Winona Ryder in Alien Resurrection. Sure. God bless her. I like Winona Ryder. I think she's mm-hmm. very good in a lot of things. The two movies that we've covered her in, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and this, I although she's probably more suited in Bram Stoker's, Dra- Bram Stoker's Dracula, but in this one, she just like, I don't know, you'd never really truly believe that she is a badass in yeah. any way. She's like five foot one. Mm-hmm. And that drunk acting too. Not good. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> uh, although she's supposed to be acting drunk, you know, in the movie. That's right? true. So that's true. That. Um, yeah, I think that's really fair. And the more I think about it, too, it's like Winona Ryder is probably not coincidentally so inextricably linked to the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and like she doesn't work for me. It's hard to take her out of that setting, right? Mm-hmm. Of something somewhat realistic and set in the in the modern day of the 1990s, right? Cuz she doesn't she just doesn't work in Victorian England and she doesn't work in 23rd century, 24th <laughs> yeah. century space, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's a great pick. And we'll have to agree then that she and Sigourney Weaver are perhaps co-leads. Yes, of Alien Resurrection because mm-hmm. I'm going to need that to be the case as my worst leading performance in this franchise <laughs> is actually Sigourney Weaver in Alien Resurrection. Yeah, I can see that. Um, she's great. I love her. I love Ripley. Couple things to be clear about: she's not really playing Ripley in this movie, mm-hmm. and what she is playing is some sort of wisecracking basketball dunking <laughs> dynamo that is just not working for me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a, it feels off, and I think she's we and we talked about this on that episode, but it's like, hey, good for her for fucking cashing a big ass check for this movie. Also. She goes through this movie kind of like somebody who's here to cash a big ass check. Yeah. yeah. I think you might be right. I think you might be right in that she is actually the more egregious of the two. But I'll stick with mine for the sake of uh for the sake of variety. Sure. Covering Sounds all of our bases here on Kill Streak. Yeah. So uh that does it for uh-huh. our superlatives. All the statues have been handed out. Um, so I guess now it's just time for us to hit the bathroom real fast before the big main event. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's a, this, maybe this is a metaphor, everybody. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it's not going to be a long one. You guys know we yeah. don't, you get to see how much time is remaining on this podcast. We don't, we might be here all night or we might be done in 10 minutes. We have no idea. Yeah. But, but uh, stick around for this break. And when we get back, we will, Unleash upon the universe our canonical rankings of the Alien franchise. Okay, we're back. And we are here, gathered here today, to finally give our canonical rankings of the Alien franchise. Oh, I do want to say, I also read one of the novelizations Mm. of the graphic novels of (laughs) Aliens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was very, <clears throat> it was cool. 
It's mm. called uh, Earth Hive, but it's clearly there is nothing but action. There's no like inter- barely any internal thought or uh, whatever. It's like, oh, clearly you just took the comic book and right. wrote down what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm probably gonna want to read the other two because it was kind of fun. And uh, it's turning, I'm turning into an, a bit nice. of an alien junkie, I guess you could say. I guess I have been, I've been intending to listen to that Alien Three radio play. Yeah, this whole time, I, and I kept forgetting, and now I'm pissed that I didn't. I downloaded it. Yeah, I have it as well. Because I would be very interested to see where I would slot it into these canonical rankings. Yeah, it's it, it's a good question. Yeah. Um. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. Let us proceed from the bottom up. Or should we fuck with uh, people and just start with our number one this time? <laughs> no, no, no. We can't do that. We can't okay. do that. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Um, okay. Yeah. So my number six, probably not. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's probably only a couple movies that anyone would humor for this bottom spot. And this shouldn't be too much of a shocker. But I will say this, coming into all of this, I really didn't know what was going to be on the bottom for me. And I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school to basically just say that in my mind, I had always and probably continue to just separate this franchise into two chunks. And that is the first two movies and the other four. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody's going to be blown away to hear that that's still pretty much the case. But those. That question of the other four, that sort of nebulous third, fourth, fifth, and sixth film in this franchise and the the way those rankings shake out was my big question for myself coming into this. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was not a slam dunk for me. Um, I did have to think about this. I did go back and forth. My opinion changed as we continue to watch this series. But I will say this. Picking out superlatives really helped cement this pick for me. Sure. Because going through all of the different elements of the movie and like things that we were sort of kind of trying to rank made me realize that there are not a lot of things that rise above the fray for my number six pick, which is Jean-Pierre Jeunet's Alien Resurrection. Mm. I think that... None of the performances are particularly impressive. Uh, it is just a weird, not like it's, it is, it is neither a particularly fun nor a particularly profound movie. And, you know, usually it's like, I'd like something to be one or the other, right? If it's going to be mm-hmm. not enjoyable, then I would like it to at least be meaningful. And I don't think this one really succeeded in either. Um and it just feel it's funny because the budget is is fine it's substantial but it has this feel of cheapness to it sure that i just can't shake and yeah i mean there are lots of other reasons but i don't i mean, I, I don't want to take up all the airspace talking about this movie so i will just say that that yeah i feel pretty confident ranking alien resurrection as at least of these movies my least favorite so we might actually have to um stop down for a second don't press the button yet okay uh because i realized via text we didn't communicate this very well and i put ginger dead man one (laughs) as the bottom 
I really got scared you were actually going to press stop on your phone. <laughs> I was like, fine. Well, because also my Google Meet froze for like 45 seconds during all of that. So I like could oh, really? hear, I hear you, you, but fine. I couldn't see you. I could hear you. And I was like, shit, are we going to have to start over again? Uh, um, okay. So okay. no, it so, has to yeah. be an alien movie, Eric. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, well, in that case, I mean, I think uh, people who have been paying attention probably know that I've only given a kill to to one of these movies mm-hmm. and that movie is Alien Resurrection um for a lot of the reasons you said also i just think tonally it is completely not appropriate for the alien <laughs> franchise yeah it's almost comedic mm-hmm. um the jean-pierre jeunet's like big camera moves and you know overt frenchness <laughs> this movie's really too gets- fucking french yeah, really, and I say this as a French man, uh, really gets in the way. Glossolon. Um, yeah, you know, in the superlatives, this is the one that kind of ran away with most of the worsts. Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah. I don't have much more to add to to what you already said. It, it's just it's a bit of a mess of a movie. It reeks of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the plot, the plot is resurrecting ripley to get the like it's just it's not even ripley it it, it doesn't right work for me it's not satisfying it's not a satisfying entry in this series in any way yeah there are there are a handful of action sequences that i like as i mentioned i like the design on the xenomorphs i like the newborn the newborn's crazy and it's like a huge swing and i respect the shit out of it and it's fucking weird and it's yeah. probably my favorite part of the movie, and it's in the movie for like five minutes. So there, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I agree. It gets sucked out of the hole. That's, mm-hmm. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's both. Yeah. All right. Well, that's nice and settled cleanly. So I think that probably is going to also grease the wheels into number five here. So Eric, why don't you tell us what is your fifth ranked movie in the Alien franchise? Um. So, you know, I, I what you said about it being the first two movies and then the bottom four mm-hmm. certainly rings true for me. Um, so when I was ranking these for myself, I kinda I kinda had to just rely on which movies did I enjoy to watch? Sure. Did any of these movies feel like a chore to watch? Mm-hmm. And partially that may be because we decided to watch the assembly cut. Yeah. But also, I don't think the director's cut would have worked very well for me. Uh, so that's why I have Alien 3 in my five slot. Um, it's a bummer of a movie. Yeah. It's depressing in all ways. Mm-hmm. I don't like that they kill Newt and Hicks immediately. Yeah. Really, like, stealing the thunder of the last movie. It's the kind of the, I mean, I don't know, you could probably say this about Alien Resurrection, but it really kind of spits in the face of the movie that came before it. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I like David Fincher as a director. I think he tried his hardest with this movie, but it was taken out of his hands. Mm-hmm. But even what was taken out of his hands really dragged for me in a lot, yeah. of, a lot of points. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. Alien 3 is also my number five. And I think... Instead of rehashing the things that you very ably pointed out, I will I will highlight something that you said about Alien Resurrection, which I don't think is a coincidence that these two movies 
the 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 bottom two movies on my list pretty easily are they're a mess. They're the ones that went wrong in some yeah, way. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? Like, say what you want to about a movie like, uh, you know, let's just take Prometheus as an example, which certainly has its detractors. But it's like, it seems to be what Ridley Scott intended to make. Um, and yeah. then, you know, your mileage would vary based on what the outcome was. But both Alien Resurrection and Alien 3 seem to be messy. More famously, seem, Alien 3, right? They seem to be written by committee yeah. in some ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a studio. We got to make another Alien picture. Right. Who, who can we get to do it? Yeah. They thought so hard about if they could, they didn't pause to ponder yeah. the question of whether or not they should. Or at mm-hmm. least, like, hey, maybe let's wait long enough until we have something good to do here. I mean, like, the most damning thing, perhaps, that you can say about the Alien 3 movie is that they released that fucking teaser with Planet Earth, like, a year and a half before this came out. That tells you everything you need to know about this movie. That they were just yeah. like, this movie's fucking happening. Whether yeah, it's no shit matter what. or not, it's coming yeah. out. And Which is just like, man, for a series that, for, for two movies that are so fucking great to yeah. just shit out a third. Right. With little thought behind it, it's, it's it's insulting. It is. I agree. But that's all that being said. Mm-hmm. I will sort of go to the map for Alien Three. You know what I mean? I I, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's better than a lot of movies. <laughs> yep, it's better than a lot of movies. It's it's a good way yeah. to put it. Mm-hmm. In both, and I think in both incarnations, the theatrical and assembly cuts have their pros and cons. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is a good segue into the discussion of the next two movies um, yeah for sure we talked about this a lot at the end of last week's episode with alien covenant but this is really this is like a tale of the tape kind of thing it's a lot of pros and cons it's like what wins uh you know the, the these these are two movies that share a lot of dna they're both ridley scott movies and yeah for those of you who don't know we're talking about prometheus and its sequel alien covenant right because <clears throat> as we've yeah. essentially let everybody know the top two is just going to be a fight between Alien and Aliens, right? So so yeah. this is like, it's almost kind of shaken out into tiers. Like, there's three tiers here. There's the first tier, the second tier, and the third. And now we're moving into the second tier of this franchise. Mm-hmm. And I won't relitigate everything that we talked about last week. I will only sort of encapsulate it by saying that, like, Alien Covenant is kind of a pretty big pivot from Prometheus while still being a direct sequel, more or less. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're very different movies. And so I had a, a pretty hard time picking the order of them in terms of quality because, like we said last week, they both have the things they're good at and the things that they're bad at. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, I went first last time. Why don't you go first? Okay. So I thought long and hard. I uh, I sat on the porch with a with a warm glass of of milk. This is not true. It's like <laughs> this is all lies. I don't have a porch. I have a back porch, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> a warm glass of mother's milk. Milk. <laughs> that Mother. I that I heated over the stovetop. Um no, but you know what? I did a lot of I did a lot of thinking and I I feel comfortable about this right now. But don't you know, don't at me if I change my mind in a week. But my number four 
is going to be Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the transgressions, if you will, that this movie commits are more egregious. They are harder to ignore. They interfere mm-hmm. with my ability to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this a lot. It has big things on its mind. It is is a, it wants to be a profound and meaningful movie, and I think that it fails at least half the time, and probably succeeds some of the time too, which is a testament to why it's you know halfway up the ranking and not number six. Mm-hmm. It looks fucking great. I mean, but here's the thing: this is the Alien series, people. Most of them look pretty good, you uh-huh. know? So I think in for me, it's just like we, we've, we've talked it to death in the Prometheus episode, but, like, there is just some really dumb shit happening in big pieces of this movie. And there's also some really uninteresting, poorly written characters populating this movie. Uh-huh. And, like, I gave out my best supporting actor to Fassbender, but outside of that, I don't think there's any character in this movie that I think is even memorable in the grand scheme of, you know, the Alien franchise. And I think that was probably the nail in the coffin for me. Okay. So that's that's how I landed on Prometheus at number four. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, we're these two movies, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, are for me neck and neck. Yeah. Um I think for me, I'm selecting Alien Covenant as my number four. Okay. Because um I, I don't want to cut too much into Prometheus talk. No, it's all right. But I want to respond a bit. I think Prometheus's failures are more interesting than a lot of Alien Covenant successes. Okay, if that makes if that makes sense. I like the big swings mm-hmm. of Prometheus. I think it's a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more defending Alien. Let me talk. I'll talk more about Alien Covenant actually. Okay, than uh, going on about Prometheus. Um, Alien Covenant. The first hour, I was like, here we go. This is going to be my number three for mm-hmm. sure. But then it started to lose me in the second hour of the of it. Um, I didn't find much of the action on the planet in getting off of the planet to be very cool mm-hmm. or satisfying. Uh, the xenomorph design I wasn't hugely into. It's just mm-hmm. sort of like a scrawny man. It looks like, even though it's all full CGI, probably. Sure. Um. And the the Davids and the Walters, although I do like Michael Fassbender, I'm on the record as a Fassbender stan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Walter is cannot hold a candle to Prometheus's David. Sure, IMO. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but I did. I I will say I did enjoy the more standard structure of mm-hmm. Covenant compared yeah. to Prometheus. Yeah, but I do think just. Uh, Prometheus is a movie I've seen a couple times and I will probably watch again. Yeah. Start talking. Yeah, sure. Roll right into your number three, Prometheus. Tell us why you like yeah, Prometheus sure. more. So I like Prometheus because I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's the production design. You know, I spent a long time talking about the production design yeah. and the creature design. Yeah. I think there's a, there was a lot of thought, for better or worse, there was a lot of thought that went into this really ambitious prequel mm-hmm. to Aliens. Yeah. Or Alien. Um, and 
it doesn't always get there. You know what I mean? We've I think we can both agree. Sure. It, it's there's a lot of swings, there's a lot of misses, but I do think what it does do is pretty interesting, and it does have a sense of wonder in the movie that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. These people landing on an alien planet, we're right there with them. We see this strange architecture. We see those engineers running around and those holograms. Mm-hmm. There is something about it that's like, oh, yeah, this is fucking cool. I'm exploring a planet along with them. Yeah. It reminded me almost like Rendezvous with Rama, the Arthur C. Sure. Clark, yeah, it's a great uh, book. book. Or like, you know, HR, uh, not HR, um, HP Lovecraft, like mm-hmm. at the Mount of Madness, yeah. uh, the Mounds of Madness, where they're just kind of wandering through these abandoned alien buildings. Right. Uh, and that's very cool to me. And I think that's something that was missing with Covenant, which felt more standard. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's why I choose Prometheus, even though I do think that character is very annoying. <laughs> I do think those two guys make stupid fucking mistakes. Uh-huh. Don't look snakes cute. Yeah. Like, it's dumb. Anyway, I, I I'm taking up a lot of air. No, no, please uh, don't hold back. No, this just sounds uh, like a normal summary of a movie from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how much I talk about every movie. That's um, <laughs> true. Yeah. The role, the roles are reversed now. Take yeah. It. Um, Okay, so yeah, obviously, um, I have these flip-flopped, and let me talk a little bit about why I think Alien Covenant works better. Um, I think that, one, it is a horror movie mm-hmm. in the way that Prometheus isn't really for the most, for most of its runtime, and... You know, I think part of my deciding how to break the tie on these rankings was which was bringing in what I talked about with the Alien Covenant summary, which one makes a better Alien franchise movie. And to me, I think that's kind of a slam dunk that it's Alien Covenant. Um, So that's one reason. Number two, uh, I think the cast, despite being much less star studded, actually pulls off much better work by and large. Mm -hmm. I think that the writing of the dialogue and the way these characters are played just works better for me. I think, you know, I literally, I'd like, I considered Billy Crudup for best supporting actor in the whole series. Mm -hmm. I think that he turns in a really great performance. I think if we're just going head to head between the lead performances, between Numi Rapace and Prometheus and Catherine Waterston and Covenant, I think Catherine Waterston runs circles around Numi Rapace. I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point, actually. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, And and not not that what you're saying wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good thing for me to consider. Sure. Um, And I I think that yeah, it's like it just goes. I I didn't get. I I can tell that the big departure for the two of us is the part of the movie where you kind of lost interest, which I totally understand where and why and how that happened. That stuff just still worked for me because uh-huh. I think it just turns into like a weird, it's like a, it's like almost like kind of like a haunted house movie. Um, yeah. It's like, a, it does. It turns into another kind of horror movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, and it's also like a kind that we really haven't seen in the franchise at all, right? Like the closest is probably the original alien. Um, 
And that is also a reason for me to like this movie. Cause it's like, you know what, if you're going to like pick and steal DNA from one of the movies in this franchise, then like fucking yeah. Give me more, give me more of like the sort of archetypal horror of Ridley Scott's alien. Like that's, I think one thing that's missing from a lot of the sequels. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that the personal stuff works like the David stuff. It's not as big as the engineer questions at the root of Prometheus and like the, the nature of existence and the meaning of life. But I think that it works well just in terms about create like, like how horrifying kind of creation is, if that makes sense. Where it's like, yeah, like that makes all, sense. Yeah, like all of the stuff that David gets up to while he's stranded there on that island. Um, and yeah, I, the stuff that you don't like about it, totally valid. I think, I think that the action sequences that you point out don't really work. Um, and I do think that it doesn't join together in a way that feels like wholly satisfying. It is kind of too much of a tonal mishmash. Uh huh. But I just think like, you talked about like enjoyment, right? As like a way of like trying to figure out how to rank these things. And that's something I think about a lot too. And for me, Prometheus still makes me mad. Okay. When I, when I watch Prometheus, even though I'm like, God, it's so beautiful. And like, some of this stuff is so cool and interesting. I come away being frustrated by that movie. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel you. I just think Prometheus is a more interesting movie. That's probably I, true. Yeah. But that doesn't you know, a lot of things are interesting but not exactly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I ha- I have a bit to think about. For okay. Those two. Well, we'll come back to it. And I and also I'm just going to to cheat. I'm going to throw this in there. Michael Fassbender kisses himself in Alien Covenant. Nah, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. All right. But anyways, let's move on to the main event. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right. Um Okay, so yeah, main event. Here we go. S tier, tier one, <laughs> the top of the heap. Right? It was always going to come down to this. Yeah. Is uh, this is the real Kong versus Godzilla? Of our... <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm. Yeah, go ahead. Please. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I'm torn with how to even have this conversation because. As soon as we talk about our number two, we are also then just like talking exactly. about our number one, right? Um, yeah. So I think I would vote for maybe another countdown reveal. Um, sure. And then we can just kind of have a dialogue from there. How does that sound? <clears throat> that sounds good. Okay. Why don't you lead it this time? All right. Ready? So our number Three. two, this is our oh. number two. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just going to fuck up <laughs> Eric's count. Yeah, just so anybody <laughs> was clear, we're going to reveal what our second ranked movie is, not our number Which one. Which actually also reveals our number yes. one. <clears throat> okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Do you need me to stop? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> You didn't say it along with me. Say it along with me. Oh, well, we have a delay because I I was oh, waiting. Shit. Yeah, yeah. We have a pretty substantial delay. So just... Oh, do you want to re- want me to reconnect? Well, n- yeah, sure, sure. Let's, uh, yeah, we'll just keep recording. Uh, I'll vamp yeah, while you reconnect and then vice versa. So Okay. All right, um, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. This is me vamping. Um, 
please uh, share our podcast with other people. We really like to get that Patreon going like we talked about. So any way you can help us turn this into a money-making enterprise would be amazing. <laughs> There we go. All right, I'm back. Okay. How how is it sound? Does it are you hearing me right away? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I think we're much closer. Let's give it a go. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Okay. And three, three two, two, one. one. Aliens. Aliens. Yes. Yep. We were yep. both there. We okay. agree. We agree. That was my big question. If we mm-hmm. were gonna pick aliens or alien. Um, so, you know, obviously I love both of these movies, Yeah, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I love horror movies. Yeah. An alien is a fucking great horror movie that's yeah. set in space. And aliens essentially defines the action horror genre. Yeah. Uh, but it is half action at least. Mm-hmm. My thoughts... Uh, I don't even think about it that much. Uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of things that I want to say. I've said most of them already at some point on the podcast, but I want I want to start with this. I was I came into this with no preference. If you had asked me which one was better, I'd be like they're different. Each me one too. Is, each one is great. Me too. Now on the other end of this exercise. I'm almost, I don't know why I feel shame around this, because it's a perfectly reasonable (laughs) opinion to have. I am shocked over how not close it was for me. Me too. Me too, man. Um, Okay. I don't want to take any of the wind out of your sails. Okay. But I think these, the craftsmanship that went into Alien, the production design, Mm -hmm. the the pacing, Mm -hmm. the score, everything about it. Is just so perfect. Yeah, I think it's it's really goddamn close to being a perfect movie. Yeah, and that's not to say that Aliens is bad in any of those ways. Right, but I think the thoughtfulness. Not that see that I feel like by giving one a compliment, mm-hmm. I'm not giving the next, other one a, a a demerit. Right, but I think Ridley Scott had such a clear vision. Mm-hmm. For for this and his team, not just him, yeah, his team for Alien, that it just works on every right. goddamn level. The way that that grew, and I think this is the case with with great films a lot of the time. This is the way that all of those people came together and just did their best work in lockstep with each other. Yeah. Um, it like we talked about superlatives for acting and I like debated saying this earlier and I was like, well, no, I should wait until the end. And it's like, I mean, if there was a a SAG award style ensemble cast award for one of these movies, it's clearly alien. Oh yeah. Like it's just like everyone in this movie is good. There is no Mm -hmm. one who is not a good talented actor who went on to have or had already had like a significant career because they're all good actors doing good work. And you know, and again, not to talk shit about aliens, which I right. love. Yeah. But everybody in that movie in Alien is not just not A-listers, but they're like real fucking actors. They're yeah. like you know, they cut their teeth on the London stage <laughs> actors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um we're like aliens, great Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. and Bill Paxton Riser is an amazing sleazeball. He's so Riser's perfect. Great. Yeah. 
but the rest of the guys are pretty stand like like they're actor mm-hmm. they're act- action movie yeah. actors. Yeah. And I think that that dovetails into something that I think maybe to, to to what you were saying before where you kind of maybe lost your thread a little bit. I wanted to follow up on which is like mm. it's not even an insult to aliens which has an insane amount of craftsmanship in it. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just the the job that it chooses to do and the story that it decides to tell requires that not everything can get the attention to detail that that everything gets in Alien. Because Alien mm-hmm. is a smaller movie. It is more contained. It mm-hmm. is, you know, we talk about the, this dynamic like Prometheus, Prometheus and Covenant where it's like, I'm and I'm kind of almost replaying that battle a little bit with those two movies that I do with this, which is like, you know, Prometheus tries to do great big things. Aliens tries to do great big things. Now it's a lot less profound and it's a lot more bombastic, but yeah. it's still like a huge fucking undertaking, right? Yeah. And it's a miracle that that movie works as well as it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that these are two of the best movies we'll ever review on this podcast. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> and I think Alien might be the one of the best movies we'll yes. ever talk about on this. Yes. <laughs> right now, if we were talking about doing a Mount Rushmore for the whole podcast, for mm-hmm. all of the movies we have ever seen, I don't think I I would I think I would have to include Alien on it right now. I oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is it was stunning to me. I've seen it so many times and yet to like watch it after maybe two years off at most. And I was just blown away. I was, this movie is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is gore. And like we talk about Ridley Scott is obviously like an artist behind the camera. Uh, and obviously like a lot of great work is done by the designers on his films and the cinematographers. But like he is obviously the through line and like you don't have to look very far to realize like he's a visionary director and he's made stuff that i don't like but he makes when he is when he is on he makes things that are just gorgeous to look at and it's like wow this is cool what you can do with a motion picture camera yeah Um, and that's how alien makes me feel like i watch that movie and i'm just like fuck it's like this is yeah. 40 years old and it just like blows my socks off where aliens feels more like a Disney ride to me. Yeah. You know we talked mean? about like that. It, yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. I, I know so, what Marty Scorsese would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But that was a lot of, that was a lot of super pro alien stuff. And I just want to say one more time, aliens rules. It fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah. I am not shit talking. If aliens, if Alien is five stars, Aliens is like four and three quarters of yeah, a star. I was, so like, I was just gonna say four point seven five. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that does bring us to Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Um. I've been thinking about it while you've been talking, mm-hmm. and I do think the thing that might flip me over to your side is. Not to just like you know make this quick and yeah. quick and easy, but it is that point you made about Numi Rapace mm-hmm. versus um, Catherine Watterson. Catherine Watterson. Yeah, 
where the a character of Elizabeth or whatever her name is in mm-hmm. Prometheus is also annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the lead in the movie. <laughs> the lead yeah. in the movie is it's no fault of her own. Right. It's just not a very interesting character. Yeah. Not that Catherine Watterson's character is that interesting, but she's not annoying. She's not <laughs> annoying. No. And yeah, she makes sense. And yeah. Um Fastbender Kiss. Fastbender Kiss. I I I am willing, yeah, I'm willing to bend on this one and put Alien Covenants in our three spot. So let me run down the list. Okay. Number one, we have Alien. Number two, Aliens. Number three, Alien Covenant. Number four, Prometheus. Number five, Alien 3. And number six, Alien Resurrection. Mm. And there you have it. It's a fine franchise. I'm looking uh, at the word alien. Uh Uh-huh. And it is... Like, I, it's one of those words that if you look at long enough, it looks insane. <laughs> and I, and I, I was like, oh, did I spell it wrong? But no, I spelled it right. Uh-huh. The, <laughs> sorry. You, anyway. It's just like. I, I, uh, my edible's kicking in. <laughs> Not really. I didn't. Uh, uh, cool. Okay. So now let's talk about our next, sec- our next uh, series, right? Yeah, yeah, this is um the we're this is the first time in a while we've done two pretty lengthy series back to back. Yeah. But I'm excited. Um I feel this in a way, I don't know how you feel, but this feels like a little bit like going back to our roots. You know. It does. Yeah, this is more of a down the middle kill streak series. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. It was no accident that Eric and I decided to stite. <laughs> you know, I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. I, yeah, sure, I, leaned, sure, yeah. I leaned into it. There's, <laughs> it's no accident that Eric and I decided to start with Return of the Living Dead as a, as a franchise because it's like, it just hits a real sweet spot for us. And I would say that that this next franchise that we will be covering for uh, the month of April and beyond hits another real sweet spot. Uh, do you want to lay it on the folks at home, Eric? Or do you yeah. have any, do you have any introductory thoughts you want to share before we reveal the, the franchise? I do. Um, yeah, this is a franchise that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, which is also to say, I don't always think it's very good. <laughs> it's not <laughs> but always I, very good. Sometimes I, it is. But I really love it. I, yeah. There's something about it that is intoxicating mm-hmm. and, um, extremely watchable yeah and it's it's gonna be interesting because it's one of the few series that four out of the five movies all directed by the same director yeah and of course i am talking about the phantasm series yeah directed by don coscarelli and then the other guy who made ravager i can't remember he's a fan he's a fan and he made it with the blessing of don coscarelli coscarelli was right there with him i just yeah you know, this is top of the mind for me because I just finished Don Coscarelli's um, book, mm-hmm. which is called True Indie. Highly recommended if you're in, yeah. at all interested in filmmaking. Very inspiring. Also, you know, I'm obviously going to get into this on the episodes itself, but also made me realize like, oh, Coscarelli is a talented filmmaker, but I don't think he's a visionary. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> he's he's a very much a working yes. director who loves to make movies. Yes. And but I, he's got but some he's, 
he's got some cool ideas. I'll say that. Absolutely has yeah. some cool ideas. Yeah, I think he's less. Yeah, he's less of a of an artistic visionary like our like our Ridley Scott, but he definitely is an idea man. Yeah. Um, and I I just want to say that I say this both as a like uh, I want to like reassure and also get people pumped up because this is a franchise that I I suspect. There's just a decent chunk of people are less familiar with, certainly uh-huh. than something like Alien, right? And and I think that, you know, I think about the Alien movies and I think about sitting in a movie theater and like watching the premiere of a big movie. Those are all big movies, right? And these are like the opposite. These are movies that like when I think about a phantasm, I think about sitting in the dark, watching a TV Yep. probably not even an HDTV in my mind. It might be a tube, folks. It's a CRT. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is the kind of movie that you watch at midnight, that you watch with friends. And, like, obviously, as the series goes on, there are multiple movies. But this is a fun, weird, special franchise that if you are unfamiliar with, I implore you to at least dip your toes in with yeah. us and watch the At least the watch the one. first couple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and see how you feel about it. Just see see how it strikes you, because I have a feeling you're going to like it. I hope so. Um, and they're all streaming for free right now on Tubi, on mm. Tubi.tv. You know, there's an app for that on various streaming devices. You can watch it on a computer. So they're all there. They used yeah. to be on Shutter. They'll probably be back on Shutter at some point, but mm-hmm. check them out. We'll start talking about that on Monday. Yeah, coming um, up fast. Yeah, but until then... If you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, you can write to us, uh, killstreakpod at gmail.com or follow us on uh, Twitter or Instagram at killstreakpod. Um, Mike, why don't you tell the lovely listeners where they can leave us a voicemail? Sure. Uh, In the show notes of every episode on your podcast app of choice, there is a link to where you can leave us a voicemail. You can also go straight to our uh, anchor.fm slash killstreakpod website and use the same tool there. We love our voicemails. We love our fans. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you guys. We like suggestions. We like ideas. We like arguments. You know, frankly, you don't guys, you guys don't give us enough shit. Um, yeah, give us some shit. You know, we can't give each other that much shit because we have to maintain the delicate balance that allows us to <laughs> spend this much time talking at each other's heads on a computer every week. Um, but you guys, we will fucking scrap with. And I will tell you if I think your idea is stupid. Not like Eric you f- when I smile and nod, you know. <laughs> and then go side text about me or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, please tune in next time. And, oh, do you have a quote? I have one. Uh, I have one. I had one in case you didn't, but I mean, it's your job and I think you should take it back. Well, I mean, I'm going to go out on one that I've already said, I think. So if you have something more interesting, why why don't you go for it? Okay. And as always, final report of the commercial Starship Nostromo, third officer reporting. The other members of the crew, Kane, Lambert, Parker, Brett, Ash, and Captain Dallas are dead. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off.